Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up this week, Disney guest is arrested by the Secret Service at the Art of Animation Resort. A man, another man, is arrested on charges that he molested a boy on Disney's test track at Epcot. And Disneyland has a new president, and he is awesome. We're also going to discuss some trending topics, including whether or not be our guest at the Magic Kingdom is going to become a signature restaurant, a change in how face characters are interacting with some guests, and how to check if you have bed bugs in your resort. All that coming up next. From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is The Diz Unplugged. This is The Diz Unplugged, episode 975 for the week of February 6th, 2018. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner. Joined at the table this week by my good friends, Mr. John Magi. Hi, everybody. Kevin Close. Hi, everyone. Tyler Crouch. Hi, everybody. Corey Martin. I'm just happy to be here. God almighty, it's, it's, it's happening. You I'm going senile. You know, when I did the show, too, you get to that part of the table, and it's like, I forget. It's, I can't yeah. remember who It's understandable. Yeah, Yeah, because, you know, it's only been, it's only it, been it, a few I've weeks. I've only been here since 2001. I know, right? Back in the production nook. <laughs> Back in the production, our producer, Craig Williams. Hello. Along with our associate producer, Rhino Clavin. Hello. And welcome to the show, everyone. Hope you are having a good week. I'll tell you, the weather here is absolutely gorgeous today. Absolutely gorgeous. This is one of those days. This is why you moved to Florida. Unless you're Tyler, and then you go back to California today. Yeah. I, I actually have to be honest. I've been here for over a week, and the weather has been really nice Like the whole time I've been here, actually. Except, I mean, a little, there's a little bit of rain, but... Except Super Bowl Sunday... Yeah. When, you know, I had a party and I, you know, have my backyard and I got my TV out there and that's always been great for Super Bowl. But of course, it poured just for the hours that the Super Bowl was going on. So I couldn't use my backyard. But congratulations to Philadelphia uh, for their win. That's all I'm going to say. Because God almighty, those people went insane in Philly. Did you see that? Well, they knew that was going to happen whether they won or lost. First time they won, yeah. I understand Still, they, though. They greased the poles so they wouldn't climb the poles. Well, we do that at Mardi Gras, but too. They we get crazy. <laughs> they greased the poles? But they flipped yeah, over a car. the poles on Bourbon Street, Mardi Gras Day. That just sounds like a good time. It does. It's, it's actually a show. <laughs> yeah. You should try that at Disney. Yeah. Greasing the poles? Greasing on Main Street. <laughs> on Main Street. <laughs> so, all right, a couple things in housekeeping. Um, first, I just want to mention that a little bit of a milestone happened Yesterday, um, it was five years ago yesterday, we did our first live broadcast. Hmm. And, yeah. uh, you know, we went to video, and, and hard to believe that it has been five years already. Since we had to get dressed for shows. That's right. Well, it was just, it, you know, it was a complete change yeah, in was. how yeah. we... Um, it was abject terror is what it was. <laughs> yeah, the beginning. Yeah, we were, we were definitely... And I went, I, I went back and I looked at... Uh, that that first show. Well, I looked at the first the the test show that we did that we played on the cruise, the podcast cruise, a couple months before, and then I looked at the show that we actually went live with, February fifth, uh, twenty thirteen, and uh, just to see how much has changed, how much the studio has changed, how much our format has changed. Um, but it's a nice little walk down memory lane. And speaking of walking down memory lane, I have been. Uh, I've been grabbing hold of some of the old videos that we recorded, that Bob recorded back in 2000, 2001, some of them going back to 1999. Um, that's been a nice walk down memory lane as well. So, um, And the other thing I want to mention in housekeeping is just to check out the rest of our shows over on disunplugged.com. You'll find our Universal show, uh, the Dreams Unlimited Travel show, uh, the Best and Worst of Walt Disney World, the Disney Dining Show all over on disunplugged.com or you can follow along uh, youtube.com slash disunplugged for all the videos we put up uh, there um, youtube.com slash dreams unlimited travel for the dreams unlimited travel shows and youtube.com slash wdw info right craig mm-hmm. uh, for the Diz channel yes um so daily fix 
and that's where the daily fix is. I get confused. I don't know where he puts it. He just tells, I, I walk in the studio in the morning, he tells me this is what we need to record. I sit down and they just really roll me out for parties. So, but that's really all I have in in housekeeping today. You guys have anything? Nope. Nothing I have here. something real quick. It's not Disney related, but if you happen to be in New Orleans this coming weekend uh, for Mardi Gras, I will be there. I'm in, uh, I'm in a parade on Sunday. I'm in Tote, uh, Float 37, Sidewalk Side, and I'm also in the, the Pete Fountain Half-Fast Walking Crew. Uh, if you see 200... The what? It's called the Pete Fountain. Pete Fountain, a famous jazz musician in New Orleans, is called the Pete Fountain Half Fast. It used to be called something else. If you say oh. it fast, you know what it used to be called. Um, but if you see 200 guys walking uh, in gold tuxedos, I'll be one of them. So if you just every have, year, every year, this every year, is my you seventh walk. year doing Pete Fountain, but I think it's my fifth year doing Tote. But. I wonder if you're the first person I have known that has owned a gold tuxedo. Oh, I have a blue one, red one. I have like a clown closet, I tell you. (laughs) So if you're there, just so happen to be there, I'm there too. All right. I have something too. Um, So Tyler and I had the opportunity to um, meet uh, some of our top tier uh, Patreon supporters, Craig and his wife, Erin. And uh, it was very nice to meet them. Unfortunately, they suffered a uh, little bit of a family uh, tragedy in that since we got to meet them. But uh, so I just want to say I'm sending my thoughts and everything their yeah. way. And Thinking I hope, about you. Yeah. So so it was nice for them to spend some time with us. And it was nice to spend yeah. time with them. We so enjoyed thank it. you for that. It was nice for them to spend some time with you. you. Yeah, that was nice. It was good that you got to meet me. What? It was good that you got to meet me. It was, that means it was said? nice that they yeah, reached I, out I, to I, us, you know. I don't, I don't know what I said. It's <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, our condolences go out to them as well. Um, so we're thinking about you. Uh, anything else for housekeeping? No? All right. Then, John, we'll throw it over to you with the news. All right. We're going to start our news. Um, our first news story is a little sensitive. So if you have some young ears listening and or watching, I'm going to give you a little warning right now. You might want to fast forward or kick them out of the room, or I don't know, put them to work. I don't know what you do with kids. All right, our first news story. I don't know. Man accused of child molestation on test track at Epcot. According to the Orange County Sheriff's deputies, a 20-year-old Venezuelan man has been arrested after being accused of inappropriately touching an 8-year-old boy on test track at Epcot. The alleged incident happened Saturday evening. The boy and his mother were in line for the attraction when a large group allowed them to go ahead of them in line. The attraction has room for three guests in each row, so the pair were seated next to the man, Arturo Benitez Pita. According to the mother, Benitez Pita chatted throughout the ride, asked questions about the ride, and commented on how, quote, beautiful her son was. At one point during the ride, he put his arm across the boy's chest, quote, as if to protect him. End quote. The report says that he also put his hand on the boy's knee, then put his hand on the boy's groin. At that point, the mother pushed away the man's hand. The mother called the authorities after the incident. According to Benitez Pita, any touching was accidental. He even wrote the boy a note to ask for forgiveness following the incident. Benitez Pita was arrested for lewd or lascivious molestation on a victim under 12 and is being held on $10,000 bail. I don't know that he would have pulled back a hand if it was me. I was just going to say, I'm surprised that, yeah, she didn't chop his hand off. But, Mm. um, you know, the moral of the story here is that, you know, while generally speaking, Disney is very safe, um, you know, it's the world we're in now. And not going to, you know, this is all alleged and man hasn't been convicted, so I'm not going to convict him here. But um, the. uh, I will. (laughs) <laughs> well, I know, I know. You know I, I just, but I, you know, ooh. <laughs> but it's it's more it's more a cautionary tale that you know you have to be even you know I I think because there is that bubble there is that Disney bubble and you do feel safe and you should you know to a large measure you should feel safe it's pretty safe we don't have a lot of bad things happen here but at the same time being mindful is. Really important. Now, I don't know. There's nothing this mother could have done differently. I mean, she got on a ride with her kid. She was there. But one of the things when we were talking about this, Craig had mentioned that, you know, a lot of times you'll just, you know, let your kid kind of, you know, parents will let their kids go off on 
on an attraction without being there? And um, what you know, what would this story have looked like if this eight-year-old boy had been by himself and this had happened? Would he have said anything? Um, exactly. And that's, you know, I think all of us who spend any time working in the parks, you know that bad stuff does happen, mm-hmm. whether or not it gets reported all the time. It, it does happen. And with something like this, thank goodness the mother was there for the the incident, because I, I can't tell you how many times that like, especially when I worked at Dragon Challenge, a roller coaster, a lot of parents, you know, a little too intense for them would just send their kids up. By themselves and Disney and Universal both have a, a policy on what age you have to be uh, in height requirement to go up through the lines by yourself. It's not just you can't send a, a five-year-old into a ride by themselves. There are rules, mm-hmm. but uh, if, if you've also never had the conversation with them, maybe they were tall enough to go by themselves. You stayed behind. Maybe they don't know to say anything to you if something does happen. So. Uh, you know whether it's uh, if you can't do a ride that your your child wants to do that's one thing but uh one thing i would recommend always doesn't matter what age they are doesn't matter if they want some freedom or separation just go up through the lines with your kids you know a lot of people come here on family vacations be a family together or just at least have the discussion about you know before you go what what to watch for i'm gonna i'm gonna piggyback on this with something i was going to talk about a little later on but I'm realizing it's kind of germane to this discussion Uh, over on the boards. You know, before the shows, I go and look on the boards and see any interesting topics that just kind of jump out at me. And this one did over on our theme parks, attractions and strategies forum started by CKBNC titled interesting new development with female face characters. Um, As a man, I have taken over the years, countless photos with female face characters always with my wife, mom, daughters in the picture. For years, I was able to put my arm around their waist. This time and every time, uh, the female character would take the lead and ask to hold my arm. I actually think it's a great idea to protect the young ladies playing these characters. I found it very inoffensive and done well, and it was said to me in a way that was really pleasant. I applaud Disney here. So I think um, probably, you know, something I never would have thought about but I can imagine, you know, one of the comments in this thread was uh, somebody making really inappropriate comments to Pocahontas. Um, one time she witnessed this go on. Um, I wonder, you know, I can imagine how many times these characters are <clears throat> groped, I- how many times it, it happens. And now, you know, especially in the current environment, um, the kind of proactive things Disney is needing to do, or maybe not proactive isn't the right word, but um, the things Disney is needing to put in place to try and mitigate that as much as possible. For me, I've almost any time I've ever met any princess, it's always turned into the arm thing. But that's also because I usually walk up awkwardly and just like wait. You're also terrifying. I, I could never, <laughs> like, I couldn't even fathom going up and putting my arm around a stranger. That seven I don't foot tall, know. The seven foot tall ginger like, that doesn't smile. Like I, um, with I, a, with the fur character, I'm I'm able to because you know there's padding, there's a buffer, but you know they're just wearing dresses. Haven't, I, you, I, I haven't you ever seen the guest who goes up and the male guest who inappropriately grabs? I don't go to meet and greets. It's awkward. No, I'm not even meet and greets. <laughs> just in general in the park, I see it. I've seen it quite a bit, and you think that's going too far. I mean, like full on hugs and. Well, you know, I just, I think, I think it goes too far. You know, I think it's, it's an, it's an unfortunately a necessary sign of the times. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, I mean, I've always done the, the back, put my hand on her back, you know, and that always feels kind of awkward, even when I'm doing that. Like, I don't even really like doing that. So it's interesting that this, I like seeing this because I have been told by princesses before, oh, would you like to take my arm? Like, I've actually heard that numerous times. So. It's not necessarily well, again, something new. Scary. It's, it's. I don't know how scary it is though, because I don't. Even if, even as a, I wouldn't want every single person I meet 
coming up and putting their arm around my back. You know, well, I, even your first meet. <laughs> no. You know, you know what I'm saying, though. I mean, I bad news for you. <laughs> I like, you know, not every single person you want to get really close to, but yes, it, but for, everybody's learned that you need to in photos, right? So it's so they kind of have to take the lead and say, just take my arm. And I for, get it. And for people who attend any upcoming meets, John loves to be touched. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> it's his favorite favorite thing. And surprise from the back. I wear my sh- I wear my hold me touch me shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but so I mean, again, not not necessarily the same thing. But just I thought it, it kind of would piggyback onto that discussion that you know there are things that have to be done in today's world <clears throat> that just you know are not particularly Disney. We don't want to think about this stuff when we're talking about Disney, but it is a reality. And, you think? I'm sorry, go ahead, and going back to the the original stories that you know a lot of people you know you're at Disney and even on, on something lesser like you know things getting stolen because at blizzard beach i i witnessed so many things getting stolen people think oh look i'm gonna leave my bag here i'm gonna go do some slides you come back their bag's gone they're at disney they thought it was fine and then when blizzard beach was closed for uh, rehab i went worked at typhoon and i saw i witnessed this guy following this little girl taking photos I'm, i'm on the creek lifeguarding and i see this happen and i see him following like something doesn't seem right but she's by herself, and as she should, you know, you're at Disney. Go ahead, go go to the wave pool by yourself. And I see him following her, and then sure enough, all these photos. They got him. Um, looked at the fo- the camera. All these photos of the same girl who's following around the whole Jeez. whole Typhoon Lagoon. And but it's I don't know where the parents were, but they you know, I can't blame the parents because you're at Disney. But it's times are. I don't know. I don't it's, know if they've changed, uh, but it's it was well, crazy. Well, I mean, you know, one of the, one of the things with the advent of social media, twenty four hour news cycles, things like that, these stories get out a lot more now. I I don't know that they necessarily happen more. I think we just hear about it more now, especially at the water parks. Seven times out of ten, if we're going to hear a bad story about something happening to a kid, it's usually coming out of either Typhoon Lagoon or, or Blizzard Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, especially the wave pool at Typhoon oh. Lagoon seems to be a Oh, I fell part. over. Oh, I fell over right. again. The wave pushed me into yeah. you. Yeah. Exactly. Six yeah. times. That was awesome powers, but yeah. And <sighs> so, I, you know, this is, again, part of, the, part of the world we live in. So I've also seen people getting upset at the, or not upset, but just starting to question the single rider thing, if that's even safe. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know if that's a big issue because even if you waited in line as a single rider, you would still be put next to a random person, right? So well, it sounds like the mother was in the seat with the right. kid. Right. I know, right? I mean, but this, I, is, I, yeah. this is like there's. I don't know any scenario where this could have been prevented. And right. there are some no. restrictions Nothing on certain rides where the child, like say it's a three seater, and depending on the age of the child, they the they middle. require the child be in the middle and not on the end. Right. right. So the mom couldn't. I, I, I don't know. The logistics of this situation. I doubt on test track she could have been in the middle and the kid on the end. Uh, so, but, yeah. But, you know, there's nothing the mother could have done. No, nothing. Differently. Nothing at all. There's no criticism there whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's that, you know, thank God she was there. Mm-hmm. Thank God she was sitting mm-hmm. there. And, you know, I, again, guy is, is alleged to have done these things. Um, I certainly take the mother's word for it. Uh, for what happened, I don't think people necessarily go into parks to make this stuff up. Um, but like, what the hell was this guy thinking? I mean, then you have, the I have to say you something. This story's already out, and you've used the word alleged. Whether this story is true or not, this man's life is ruined. Yeah. I don't, and I'm not. I am not passing judgment. I am not saying he didn't do it. I'm just saying whether it's right or not, because we're innocent until we're proven guilty. Right. This man's life is now tainted. Oh, he's been arrested for it. Yeah. Right. So I think. Well, the larger, like I said, the, the real lar- larger point of me including it in the news uh, was that it's um, it's prudent to have that discussion before you leave on vacation with your kids. Um, in terms of yeah, it's Disney. And to be mindful yourselves that while it is Disney, and yes, it is, generally speaking, very safe, things do happen. So can't check all the 
uh, all all the cautiousness at at the gate when you go in. Um, Some of it, unfortunately, in this world has to follow you in. But um, so, all right, let's move on. All right, our second news story. Secret Service arrests credit credit card fraud suspect at Disney's Art of Animation Resort. Investigations by Walt Disney World Security led the Secret Service to arrest a guest staying at Disney's Art of Animation Resort on charges involving credit card fraud. Disney security initially became suspicious after noticing an excessive amount in purchases made at Disney Springs charged to the same card used by a guest who had booked a two-week stay at Art of Animation. After they approached the room located in the car's area, and received no answer, they entered and found numerous credit cards. They quickly contacted the Secret Service. $5,000 in fraudulent charges were made on the card attached to the room, according to the Secret Service. While the room was still being investigated, four Brazilian men appeared. One of the men, Fabio Valdemini, possessed a card decoder and dozens of cards inside his luggage. Valderini was promptly arrested and is currently in custody at the Orange County Jail. There's an ongoing investigation to determine where the accused got their information, as well as the number of current and prior victims involved. Well, now the way the story we, we have the story, it says after they, they they decided to investigate after noticing unusual charges, five thousand dollars at Disney Springs. Now five thousand is a lot of money, but. Is that really enough? Is that odd enough at Disney World? There must have been a strange pattern. There in must some have way. been something else. There must have been something else that that tipped them off. I'm gonna say something, but you know I'm gonna get in trouble, and people are gonna write me hate mail. <laughs> it's because someone stayed at of Animation and spent five thousand dollars. Is what tipped them off. Oh, I know. Send me hate mail. No, John at Dreams Unlimited Travel. It's a joke. <laughs> no, I, I, I just, I. That was like the first thing I thought was that. Oh yeah, I mean five thousand is a lot of money, but I don't think it's unusual for people to spend five thousand dollars at Disney Springs uh, or or out, you know on vacation at Disney World. God knows it's you probably spend that much at a counter service meal. Um, it's fine with the Morimoto four days in a row. That's yeah. five thousand bucks right there. I think it's what, what did they spend it on? Saying that it's Disney Springs tells me that possibly it might have been a lot of clothing, which might have tipped them off. I just gift I, cards. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I just it's I, I'm I think there's probably more to this story. There's something else that must have tipped them off. But I mean good for Disney security. I mean, obviously they were right about something because they've got decoder machines and tons of credit cards in their room. Something He was something probably right. hugging too many cast members. Really? I'm just saying. Yeah, like, really. <laughs> he walks in and he's got the decoder and other credit cards in his bag. You know? Yeah. Kind of like the smoking gun. Yeah, really. You're caught. Exactly. Should have at least put it in the safe. No? Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of safes, just kind of just very quickly jumping back to something you were saying before about uh, when you were working as a lifeguard and things got, would get stolen off of, uh, out of bags. Yeah. um, We were at, um, I want to say it was Riverside. We're doing our seven and sevens this past week. I think it was Riverside. Went into the gift shop, and I noticed that they were selling these safes. It was Coronado, yeah. Was it Coronado? Yeah. They were selling these safes that, like, wrap around the back of a lounge chair. You don't watch Shark Tank, do you? No. That was a Shark Tank That was a Shark Tank item. And they talked about how they actually got a licensing deal with Disney. But, yeah, they they go around the back of a lounge chair, and they Mm -hmm. lock for your personal belongings, but they also now sell one that's they sell waterproof. One, it's waterproof mm, to yeah. wear around your neck. I saw them. I thought like, wow, okay, that's really cool. And then I said to myself, I wonder how much this is really going on, um, that they need to sell safes and lock boxes. Well, the city of Miami put, um, did a rental agreement. They, they bought thousands of them. This was a Shark Tank follow-up. They bought a whole bunch yeah, of them, uh, and now they rent them on the beach. So if you go in the water, you can put your license and your hotel key and mm-hmm. your car keys in there and your cell phone. You don't want to take, you know, put that stuff someplace safe. Right. And it's, they said it's really, really popular because people don't have every somebody. Not everybody goes to the beach with somebody who's going to sit and watch your stuff. Right, exactly. And so at Blizzard, what I used to recommend, I mean, lockers are free there. I mean, there is a deposit. You get the deposit back with your when you return the key. But I always recommend because a lot of it was like grab and go. 
not people wouldn't go up to somebody's chair and go through their bags. They would just grab the bag and go. So I always recommend just tying this thing like crazy to your chair. That way, if there's any sort of hesitation, you know, any sort of restriction, you, they, they'll move to the next one. But that's I still recommend getting a locker for your, you know, your money and stuff like that. I think maybe it's not so much as something that happens often as it's peace of mind. Mm-hmm. Right. People now think they have peace of mind. All right. All right. On to some good news. Yeah, moving on to our third news story. I was very excited about this. Disney Parks chairman, Bob Chapik, names Josh Diamaro new Disneyland Resort president. Bob Chapik, the chairman of Walt Disney Parks and Resorts, announced that Michael Colglazer would be taking a new position and Josh Diamaro would become... Tomorrow. The... What did I say? Diamaro. Josh Diamaro. That's what I said. Josh Diamaro would become <laughs> the new president of the Disneyland Resort. Cole Glazer, who has served as president of Disneyland for the last five years, would become the managing director of Asia Pacific Operations. Cole Glazer said in a statement, "It has become, it has been an incredible privilege." You to, now you throw me off. It's like now from the Goonies. I said, I said booby caps. It's been an incredible privilege to lead Walt Disney's original park for the past five years and to drive his legacy of innovation, quality, and storytelling alongside my fellow cast members. Being part of the Disneyland Resort community has been a wonderful source of joy for me and my family. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Josh Tomorrow. <laughs> who will assume. But there's a little thingy. Demonet. 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 Count Demonet. There's a little thingy there that makes you pause. Amaro. Okay, that's not how he pronounces his name. We'll assume okay. the duties as president affected effective March fifth. Uh, most recently, Josh most recently served as a senior vice president at the Walt Disney World Resort in Florida. There, he worked on marketing, sales, and business development. Prior to that, he served as the senior vice president of resorts and transportation, overseeing the operations of all of the hotels and transportation systems throughout the resort. He's also served as Vice President in Animal Kingdom and worked with Adventures by Disney, Hong Kong Disneyland, and Disney's Consumer Products. Um, Josh said, I am incredibly excited to be returning to the place where I began my career nearly 20 years ago. Now, uh, Tyler, obviously from California, that's your home park. What, was your, what were your thoughts on Michael Colglazer? I honestly didn't know much about what he was doing, to be honest with you. It just didn't seem like, for me personally, I didn't have a grasp on uh, what he was, where he was taking the park. So I, for me, it seems like it's a, a good situation. I, 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 I don't really know much about the two guys, but you always have said that he's, that uh, Josh is like an amazing man. So Josh is incredible. Yeah. Um, I'll get to that in a second. Um, but I'm 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 curious on the t- about the timing of this. Um, they just had this meltdown with the city of Anaheim, uh, with the city council, um, and you couldn't find a better diplomat to go run Disneyland than Josh Tomorrow. So I wonder if that didn't play a role in this. That some of the political stuff that's been going on uh, between Disneyland and the city of Anaheim, I don't know. I don't know. But I will say this. You guys have heard me talk about Josh Tomorrow many, many times on the show. Uh, we worked with him when he was at Adventures by Disney. That's when we first got to know him. Um, and then when he came out here to Disney World, um, I met with him several times and got to know him even better. <clears throat> Especially when he was uh, uh, SVP of Resorts. And this guy is beyond I mean this is this is who you want running things this is who you want running things he has this incredible way about him to be able to um, he 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 he's in touch with what the guests want he's in touch mm-hmm. with what Burbank wants and he has this way of kind of blending the two together I watched him do that at Adventures by Disney kind of you know meet the business need meet the the, the guest need um Reminds me a lot, I've said it many times, of Matt we met, who was um, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the head of Disney Cruise Line when, when we first met him. Um, he came in to save Disney Cruise Line because its first year was a disaster, and they brought him, and he was the fixer. 
And it seems like Josh has been following that that role um, of going in. He's also being groomed. It was very clear he was being groomed. And, of course, normally, normally, uh, they seem to be going, they, it, it's, they go from president of Disneyland to president of Walt Disney World and then on to worldwide operations where they're allowed to run free in the final days of their life. Um, but, I mean, Josh is in his, I, I'm guessing, early 40s. He's a young guy. Um, so I'm interested to see like what he's going to do at Disneyland. This is not a wallflower. This is not somebody yeah. who's just going to yeah. tow the company line. This mm-hmm. is somebody who looks to make a mark. Um, I think the fans are going to love him. He listens also just from the meetings that we've had with him. Just he 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 listens. He comes across as humble, like he knows his job, but he really he really accepts feedback. If there's any <laughs> ego there, it's not evident. right. Right. I, I agree. mean, this yeah. guy is the most down to earth, approachable guy you'd ever want to meet especially in the positions that he's held he never walks around like you know i'm me and you're not um he he really is very down to earth very approachable you can talk to him plainly um and he does he listens Mm -hmm. yeah he takes like he's like a sponge he takes everything in and then you can kind of see the wheels turn and like trying to figure out like okay what can i do with this what can i right um and he wants that feedback. He wants to hear what people people are saying, what people need. Um, so this is great, great, great news for Disneyland. Um, could not have, in my opinion, a better man uh, become president of that resort. And I'm very, very excited to see to see what he does. Now I've said all this. Don't disappoint me. <laughs> Don't disappoint me. Well, whenever there's a big change in leadership like that, there it's always nice to see the the sweeping changes that happen throughout the theme parks. You know, I mean, we just had one at Universal Studios Hollywood, and we're already starting to see changes there with Karen Irwin over there. And so I'm sure he's going to make his mark, just well, like we've all been saying at Disneyland. I think the last time a president at Disneyland was beloved by cast and guests alike was Matt. We met, and I can tell you, having met. Both men, having spent a little bit of time with both men. Josh tomorrow is, and I told this to Josh the first time I met him. You remind me of Matt we met. And so I have a feeling he's going to be in the Matt we met mold of presidents at Disneyland. Um, So very, very excited to hear about that. So, Excellent. All right, so that's it for the news. That'll do it for the news. We are going to have a little bit of a discussion before we go on to rapid fire about uh, a rumor that has been circulating quite a bit um, over the last few weeks that uh, uh, Jackie Gailey, uh, one of our editors on the Diz, put up uh, an article about a few days ago that uh, be our guest might become a signature restaurant. Now, we have talked to some folks at Disney, and uh, so far, um, none of that is being is being fed back to us. We're not hearing anything that would lead us to believe that Disney is seriously considering moving this restaurant to a signature restaurant. Um, a lot of people were up in arms. Um, a few, uh, I think it was last month, when it looked like they were starting to serve paper plates. <laughs> serve lunch on paper plates. Yes. What we're understanding is that was actually a, uh, a uh, an engineering issue. I think that like dishwashers broke or something, and so for mm-hmm. a few days they had to do that. But they are not going to paper plates. Um, but the, this speculation about it going signature uh, was because people on the boards were noticing that there was this block of time in July that you could not book be our guest. Um, and they were thinking that it was some kind of changeover, something was going to happen. Um, but what, even if... What does signature dining mean? S- signature dining means that if you're on the... Ultimately, if you're on the uh, Disney, Disney dining, dining plan, it's two table service credits versus one. Right now, if you use Disney dining plan at Be Our Guest, it's one table service credit. Okay. Um, this is what they did with Le Cellier. Few years back, yeah, they made Le Cellier a signature restaurant requiring two table service credits, and all of a sudden, everyone could get reservations. <laughs> um, 
And because you could remember, like, that right. was the must-have reservation yeah. then. You had to have Le Cellier or your entire <clears throat> trip and maybe your entire life was ruined. Um, now that's Be Our Guest. You know, my children well, can't stop crying because I couldn't get Be Our Guest. <laughs> yeah. um, and, you know, even if there's no validity to this rumor at all, which I don't think there is, to be honest with you. I don't think it's going signature, but I do think it should. I think with the, the ambiance of it, I think it has, every, has the potential of being a signature restaurant. I think with the food quality, not so much, but it, it's a beautiful restaurant. Well, if they could only match the food to that ambiance well, of it. Well, I think, I think to do that, I think <clears throat> dinner, dinner isn't awful. It's not, oh, it's not what it was when it first opened. I'll tell you that much now. It definitely has gone downhill since it first opened. Breakfast and lunch are horrible. Breakfast and lunch, are, they, they should be ashamed of themselves. But breakfast and lunch is Grab and go. more quick service. Quick service. Um, and, you know, allegedly quick service. It's quick service format, not quick service service. Um, but I think... It's it's impo- it's virtually impossible to get a reservation at Be Our Guest. I mean, you really have to do the whole, you know, 180 days out thing and, and be on the phone first thing in the morning or be online first thing in the morning to get that reservation. Every once in a while, I come across one, an errant one that opens up the next day, or, and I'll, I'll, I'll take advantage of it. But um, I think in order to make it what it should be, and make it more accessible the way it has with Le Cellier. Uh, make it make it signature and improve the hell out of the food. Yeah. We haven't been there in a very long time, so I can't speak to the quality of the food. But this is sort of a, a business supply and demand issue. If it's so popular and it's always packed and it's always crowded, Disney's going to try to get more money out of you. In this case, more table service credits. So that's why this is a consideration that they would go to this format because they think it's worth more. But like you said with Ocelier, if that doesn't bear out from people thinking it's worth more to spend more for that food, then it'll readjust. But I can see Disney doing it, saying that, listen, it's so popular. What can we do? Well, the whole idea with Ocelier, the reason it was so popular, it was fairly decent food for one credit. Yeah. And it was never... This is the best restaurant on earth. It no, was in Ep- it. no in Epcot. It was this is really this is really decent food for only one credit. And when they switched it, all of a sudden now it was no longer as important because now the food became more expensive. It wasn't that was the big switch. It was because it was a deal before. You could sit down and have a steak. I just don't know how they would do it with breakfast and lunch being such a different experience than dinner is because. Would you really want to pay two credits of well, your you, Disney dining thing for breakfast? It would probably just breakfast? be two credits for dinner. Well, one yeah, probably yeah, just I a agree. signature for dinner. That was one of the suggestions uh, on the boards. Uh, someone said, just make it all table service instead of making it signature. Just make it breakfast, lunch, and dinner table service. Um, and this way, you know, Disney's getting the table service credits for... I don't know. Do maybe one for breakfast and lunch, two for dinner. I don't know. I would like that. They'd have to redo the restaurant a little bit, though, because they're ready. They have it set up for guests to help themselves, you know. So they'd have to. It 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 looks kind of. It well, would look kind of dumpy if they didn't redo part of the restaurant, you know. Well, at that it, point. Well, what they are doing. Uh, the reason for the the blocked out dates in July is they're doing a kitchen refurb. Mm. Um, and so that was kind of what was sparking the idea that, oh, they may be overall in the kitchen to be able to uh, do more and make it a signature restaurant and things like that. You know, you, you, I, I, like I said, I don't think there's any validity to this rumor. I don't think they're going to, but I do think they should. Honest to God. I really think when they get, when the restaurants get this nuts, when it's this hard to get a reservation, just make it two table service credits and be done with it. I think a big upgrade right away could be get rid of the Beauty and the Beast show at Hollywood Studios. It's time has come and passed. Use all those extra costumes they have and make it a full actual dining experience with Beauty and the Beast characters. Minus Belle because she's still next do door at her do cottage. A, do, but a, do a, a two table service credit character dinner with with the Beast. You already meet the Beast there, but have him roaming about. But with Lumiere and Cogsworth, that make uh, it all all the characters. For me personally, there. that would ruin uh, 
that restaurant because I don't want it to be a character. You experience. wouldn't consider I, it more. You wouldn't consider it fine dining. At that I, well, uh, not even not not even that it's fine dining, but I wouldn't want to go and have a night there with Katrina. You know, I wouldn't like. We'd be you know we'd be like, oh well, now it's a character thing. So you feel like it, it becomes kid oriented. A right? kid yeah. restaurant at that point, which is what which is fine, but I I don't. I can really see want. what you're saying. Like if you know, because I I think from like with my kids, they would love it, but. Like I hate going to places where like mariachi band comes. Like go to the next table. I don't want to hear your music. Um, I'm trying to eat. But the I can see what you're saying. Though. Yeah, I just I just I like to know that it can kind of cut the middle of those two things. It can be kind of that romantic dinner if you want it to be, and then it can be uh, that quick lunch lunch with the kids too. Maybe so. there's that one room that doesn't right. Happen. I mean, do a meet and greet because um, that's what they do now <laughs> yeah. with the beast. It's a meet and greet. Uh, off to the side, he he makes an appearance in the dining room, but doesn't actually work the room. See, right. the problem is when I take my wife out, I don't want to disappoint her, so I wouldn't take her to be our guest for dinner. I would take <laughs> oh, her to California. Wow. You also oh, live in. Florida. Oh, I like how he snuck that in. That's great. Yeah. You also Shame live in coming from the nook. Yeah, yeah really. <laughs> well, it sounded like it was starting out nice. Yeah. yeah. But he will hug. Best. Little does he know he's actually throwing more shade at Katrina than he is at me. You think, you think by now he'd be used to disappointing her? But um. I was, you know, I was gonna go there, and I thought she married you. How much more disappointed could she be? <laughs> I thought I would explode. Uh, the seven, the seven foot tall ginger that never smiles. What <laughs> if I had a whole bed in any longer? <laughs> but I, now I, I, I'm interested. I wonder what. Uh, would like to hear from you. Uh, podcast at disunplug.com. Should uh, be our guest. Go uh, go signature. What would you change to that restaurant to make it a little more accessible and maybe a little better in terms of the food? Go ahead and let us know. Uh, with that, we're going to move on to rapid fire. And John, we will start with you. All right. My rapid fire is that a Japanese newspaper is reporting that um, Tokyo Disneyland might get a third park. Might get a third gate. Um, they're saying that there's plans. Guessing it won't be World War II themed. Oh, too soon. Oh, uh, it might always be too soon. It might always. Be. <laughs> Pete at any one of our domains. Um, it's. Uh, they're saying that they're finding plans out there for something that might be called Disney Sky because there's already Disney Sea. Mm-hmm. So this might be a sky themed park. One of the problems is there's not a lot of land out there, so they're thinking going up for a theme park might be an interesting, cool idea for a Disney theme park. We'll see. Um, but one of the things that was I thought was really interesting about this story is they are looking at a new system uh, that their tickets and their room keys will work with smartphones. When we got Magic Bands here, we were the first to complain. What do we need those for? They're so silly. Then why why would we have magic bands? When you go to another Disney theme park, you realize how great magic bands are, because now you have a room key, and Except- you've got a <laughs> you've got a theme park ticket, and then you've got a monorail uh, pass. And then when you go to Disneyland, you realize how great Max Pass is, and wish that's what we had here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Tokyo Disneyland needs some kind of upgraded system. I don't know about this other theme park. We'll see. Kind of hope they don't do it because then that means we have to go out there and fulfill all of our Disney parks again. <laughs> to see the dangling theme park? Yes, exactly. To see the sky theme park. All right. So we'll see. All right. Thank you, John. Kevin. All right. I'm almost done. Uh, we have a backstage magic that we added sort of late in the season, and it's July 29th through August 3rd. A whole bunch of people have signed up, and we have a handful of seats. There's a bunch of emails out there to people who said they were interested. I'm down to a handful of seats before this sells out. So if you think you want to go do a Diz Unplugged, Dreams, Diz, Backstage Magic, (laughs) I got lost in that sentence. Um, This is your chance. I'm not going to have 2019 dates until May of this year, and we have no idea when those will when those are going to be or what dates or when we'll announce those but we do have seats available for the July 29th it's 3109 per person based on double occupancy yeah 6218 for a couple and then it's 4349 don't hold me to that i don't have that figure in front of me but i'm almost positive that's what it is for a single traveler kids are less 
I was prepared this week. <laughs> All right. So the, the takeaway there is it's closing out soon. Yeah, yeah we're almost full. Yep. Almost full. And Pete and Rhino are going to be there. So go with Pete and Rhino. All right. Thank you, Kevin. Tyler. All Excuse right. me, Taylor Couch. Yeah, Taylor he, Couch. Thank he you. loves when people call him Taylor thank Couch. You, thank you so much. Do not call me Taylor Couch, Internet. Um, <laughs> I want that hashtag trending by the time we're finished the show. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, so uh, construction has been going on over at Downtown Disney at NAFA. He's, like, cackling <laughs> over there now. <laughs> I'm very pleased with myself that I figured out a way to... I forgot to do it on the intros. I was going to do that. Oh, um, boy. I thought I got away with it, too. I was like, no, oh, good. You no. did it right. Uh, but I'm anyway... The, I'm waiting in the tall grass for you, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> so Naples Restaurante is doing uh, construction over in uh, downtown Disney in uh, California. The renovation is going to be in three phases, um, and it's going to remain open, keeping the same menu while they're doing this. They're going to have a new glass entryway. Um, they're going to do an expanded bar um, uh, on the patio with uh, some new landscaping. They're going to do three new pizza ovens, um, and to go along with those pizza ovens, they're now going to have a a open kitchen upstairs. So it's a it's a two uh, story restaurant, and they're going to have a kitchen on both on both levels now. So that's kind of cool. And then also, when all that stuff finishes up, they're going to start um, remodeling the little quick service place next door, Napolini. Mm-hmm. So they're going to um, do some work to that too. Uh, always love going in there. Always love. Yeah, really. There's no there's no bad at downtown disney yeah i mean the worst stuff is going away when that hotel comes to be honest you know like the rainforest cafe and stuff but yeah that's true i mean but and la brea um uh steve and michaela went to la brea when we were there yeah a few weeks ago and had a horrible experience really horrible okay i did not Said know that. The service and the food were absolutely yeah. the worst they've ever had yeah we don't get to eat there because katrina has that gluten allergy and right. they make bread so <laughs> but yeah that's that's bad to hear i i don't know that, you know, Rainforest Cafe and ESPN are kind of the worst things we have. And EF- ESPN is fine. I don't have a problem I've with it. I've never eaten in there. Yeah. I but, just... you've, you know, you've got a uh, 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 jazz kitchen. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Which is phenomenal. Yeah. I've never had a bad meal there. Um, I love Naples. Uh, Catal. Yeah. Tortilla uh, even, Joe's. Tortilla Joe's. Even the Uva Bar. Yeah. Um, the, the, the food you get out at the Uva Bar. Um, just phenomenal. Yeah. Just a lot of good stuff. Patina does most of those restaurants, and they do a really great job out yeah. there. So, All right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Corey? All right. The, uh, the outdoor kitchen menus for the 2018 uh, Flower and Garden Festival have been released. God, uh, ready. On the list that we have, um, there's only one new one that we're showing, the, the Honey Bistro, hosted by National Honey Board. Um, and you guess it, the three items involve honey. Uh, we don't have the prices for anything yet. Cause Sit they up, you're slouching. Yeah. You know that the and so, but everything else. I mean, we have the men, the the menus and the prices from last year, so you can get a good idea from what uh, what they're going to cost. But um, check it out. I'm not going to read through all this because we'll be here forever. So, all right. Thank you, Corey. Craig. Okay, so there was a rumor last week. Um, I screwed up my slide. That sucks. Uh, there was a rumor last week that the new theater that's supposed to come to Main Street USA uh, could actually be canceled. Mm-hmm. Great story. Yeah, Thank you so much, no. Greg. <laughs> I mean, I don't really have much more to say. It's, I thought you were going to tell people, us one way or the other whether it was yeah. canceled or not. Well, no, we don't know. So uh, oh. some people might think it's a budget issue. Uh, other, Some people are saying it might be crowd controls. I know most people have forgotten about the theater because that was a, you know, that was one of the lighter announcements at the D23 Expo. Not a lot of people cared about it. So um, basically, yeah, there's a. There's a thread on Disboards. If you want to join in on it, do it there. But that's what happens when all the good rapid fires are taken. So, learning lesson. <laughs> you want to read some menus? Wait, wait, <laughs> wait, go back. There's no rest for the wicked. <laughs> Crush out. You need a slouch more, Pete. You need a slouch more. There you go. <laughs> Pete has wicked hat. Uh, no, actually, this is a cup I picked up in Disneyland. They have Matt here, too. Um, the mayor from uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. This is his hat. It sits on top of the mug. Oh, mm-hmm. I Keep thought your it was like warm. part of your plunger. 
Yes, I bring <laughs> I bring things from the toilet. Uh, Hello, my baby. Hello, my <laughs> great radio. Oh, really, so much I fun. I want a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. The show would be so much better if we can change it to R-rated. Oh, really? All right. You then. have a whole thing you can do on this, Corey. Yes. All right, Rhino. Rhino, follow that. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, so there is uh, new experiences coming to Walt Disney World for what they're calling an incredible summer i don't know um <laughs> it, it starts memorial day weekend i don't know bring <laughs> charles nelson riley i don't know <laughs> it, so it starts with the incredibles taking over tomorrowland at magic kingdom so they do their dance party but edna mode is going to be making her appearance as a character there um, Teresa. This is all. Yeah, I know. We need to get a photo of Teresa with the Edna Mode character. You'll never find them in the same room. They're the same person. <laughs> <laughs> well, that movie comes out June 15th, anyways. I should have said that to start with. But then over at um, Epcot, they're going to be doing The Guardians of the Galaxy Take the Stage. Oh, no. It's called. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. The article is confusing. So it's Star Lord and Gamora from Guardians of the Galaxy will join an alien band taking guests on a journey through the cosmos. The party will feature hits from awesome mixtapes one and two, fun and favorite tunes from the two movie soundtracks, building the anticipation for a new Epcot Guardians of the Galaxy attraction. But so I don't understand. Are they take, are they like the head of the band? Well, no. What's going to happen? And this is it pisses me off whenever I read it on the Daily Fix. They are essentially taking over the Gardens Theater for the summer. They're going to have a crappy B-rate band playing on there while you have Star-Lord and Gamora Just hanging out around, too. Okay. If people were pissed off about Frozen being added to World Showcase, how can they be okay with this garbage? Wait, in, in, where's the Garden? In, in England? In the U.K.? No, that, that area? Rhino. American Adventure. Oh, okay. The That's big freaking stage. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> How know. many big stages are there around the Epcot? Incredible summer. <laughs> Hashtag anyway, freaking big stage. freaking stage. Yeah, freaking so, stage. Well, I thought it wasn't going to be that big, so I, I don't know. Well, but that's what you There's said. also this... Uh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> there's also... Really? Um, I can't control yourself for an hour. I can't. I'm prepping for Mardi Gras. Um, I'm excited that Edna Mode's going to be a character. You know who else is missing? Yzma. <clears throat> oh, yeah, Yzma. From the yeah. Emperor's New Groove. Well, this could be All right, hold on. Too. Okay, everybody. Wait, Shush. so there's still more. There's still more. Uh, oh, that's going on? That was only two things, yeah. It wouldn't be that awesome or incredible, whatever it is. Um, so at Animal Kingdom, to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the park, they're going to have the Adventures Meetup, a great bird adventure, which is the thing that was replacing Flights of Wonder, um, I believe. Um, that's then, how they're celebrating the 20th anniversary? The Adventures are going to meet a bird adventure? Yeah, you can discover new bird species from around the world at the new show Adventures Meet Up, a great bird adventure, which will star senior wilderness explorer Russell and his furry friend Doug. Oh, my Lord. That's what they're doing for their 20th anniversary? Are you kidding? I don't know if it's just part of it, but it's the the park will also launch a Dinotastic celebration in which Donald Duck takes over Dinoland USA in a new character celebration. I don't know if that's an all-day thing or they're just adding Donald over there or what the deal is, but... That sounds like a mini parade. And then, uh, yeah, and then they're rolling in The Incredibles coming out. You can see that at Disney Springs as part of this. And then Toy Story opening uh, at Disney's Hollywood Studios. So... That's the incredible summer. It seems like. I think this is just a little bit of what's to come. Maybe. Also, Animal Kingdom's 20th anniversary is in April anyways, not May. So I don't know if this is part of a... Why don't they just name it what it is? Walt Disney World's Filler Celebration 2018. It's yeah. <laughs> exactly what it is. Like a little bit hype of everything. for no hype. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a filler celebration until important, like real stuff happens. Exactly. While you're waiting for the good stuff. You know. So, all right. Well, thank you for that, Rhino. Before we close out, wanted to uh, have a discussion about uh, another thread I found on the boards uh, looking at what was trending last week. And this one I thought was interesting. Um, again, more of a cautionary tale than anything else. It's uh, from our Disney Resorts for, uh, forum on disboards.com, started by Shani Does Disney. Um, uh, and it's called Bed Bugs at the Polynesian. Uh, Hi all, we were at the Polynesian from January 6th to the 11th in room 3219. Had a great time, but thought that some Floridian bug was in love with me. Upon coming home, it turned out that I had hundreds of bed bug bites. My husband has some, and thankfully our toddler son was okay. He was in a pack and play. I emailed Disney as soon as I realized what it was, and they started a claim for us. We heard back from them, and they sent in a dog into the room 
uh, to, you know, I guess they have a dog that finds the bed bugs. Um, and uh, had our uh, home checked, and thankfully we didn't bring any of them home with us. Disney is paying for our home inspection and money for our luggage, etc. I'm happy they were so nice about it, but it's just a reminder that even a really nice place can still have these nasty creatures. They mess with your mind, wondering if you have some of them in your home. So check your mattresses in the hotel. And people go on to talk about what to do. I do this in every hotel I walk into. Um, The first thing I do is pull back the sheets, pull back the mattress pad. And you want to take the phone, uh, the light, you know, a flashlight or the light on your phone works really well. And you want to look for any dark brown or red spots, especially in the seams uh, of the mattress, uh, behind the mattress, by the headboard, behind the headboard, or even in the uh, uh, in the clo- in the um, the drawers of the dresser. Um, that's your indication that um, there are bed bugs or bed bugs may be present. Now, I do know that Disney is like neurotic about checking for these and cleaning for them and doing all that stuff. But once you get, if, if you're in a room that has an infestation, this woman was very lucky, did not get into her luggage because they, that, that happens a lot. Um, and then you bring them home with you and then you have a home infestation and it's expensive. And my mom, unfortunately, had to go through that. And it was a big deal and you end up having to throw out a lot of stuff. It's awful. Mattress too. You throw you get mattress, mattress. Absolutely. Your luggage. They if to treat your luggage, they heat it to such a high degree that most of it combusts or melts. Yeah. Well, Just get rid of everything. I want to point out something. I want to say this isn't a Florida thing. No, this is a world thing. Right. I think people get up. You know, they freak out and they think, "Oh, this is a Florida thing." No, this is because people are traveling from all over the world. If you don't log into the Diz boards with your login account you know how you get the google ads in the middle mm-hmm. the google ad is a picture of a bed bug in the middle of this thread destroy well, hey, bed well, bugs in one day yeah, that's well. kind of gross <laughs> that's um, how it goes yeah, with google yeah, yeah. <laughs> i just thought that was kind of gross but yeah i mean this happened this is all hotels in wherever you travel could you could find them right it's not yeah, the it doesn't ho- mean the hotel's dirty no right. it's not the hotel it's you know people you know because people bring them with them i mean a lot of times how they get into hotel rooms. This is how that bad infestation happened all through New York a few years ago, remember? You shouldn't put your bag on the floor. You shouldn't, no. I mean. Well, there was a point where you weren't supposed to take your luggage in the room. Don't take your luggage in the room until you had done the testing. Yeah. So it's. Uh, it makes me itch thinking about, like, when you say the word lice, you automatically start scratching your hair. <laughs> it's a so you know, bed bugs are creepy, but again, you know, I think people just have to be aware that this isn't a thing that's you know unusual to Disney. And it's, I think they just, equate it with roaches. Yeah, I think people do. I agree. I think it's and, roaches, and it's not. It's, it's not, not a dirty thing. Right. No, it's not. The, well, even in Florida, it, you know, roaches aren't necessarily a dirty thing. It's they're just a lot here. I mean, it's just part of the ecosystem, and they and do. all have good exterminators. Yeah, and well, you have to have great yeah. exterminators because if you don't, no matter how clean you keep your house, you're going to have a problem. Um, and we've all any anybody who has a house in Florida knows this to be true. Roaches and ants. Yeah, and the minute you see one, you call the exterminator back. But yeah. the roaches here are the size of birds. They're, oh, they're huge. They're huge. <laughs> well, the, those are the those are the palmetto bugs, and people yeah. in from Florida who live here will say to you, "Oh, that's just a palmetto bug." And that's a think, roach. It's got a dog <laughs> in its jaws. <laughs> <laughs> However, those are not the ones that are hard to get. It's the little inch long German ones. The German mm. ones, yeah. The ones that fly. Because that's an experience everybody needs to have at least once. But okay. Like I said, I just wanted to do a cautionary tale about the bed bugs. Craig, you got something? I also want to apologize for yelling at Rhino. They did not say where the actual Guardians of the Galaxy thing was happening, so I'm sorry I yelled at you. Oh, thank you. Aww. So what Aww. That's the sweetest thing I've ever heard. Okay, give me a guess. Um, what, uh, I had forgot already. So it's like a Valentine's Day show. <laughs> what? Um, what made you think it was going to be the American Garden? I thought I heard you say American Garden. I thought it was like that's where my mind went. One person told me that because to me that makes the most sense. It's covered, 
so it doesn't matter what the weather is outside. Okay, no, there's nothing about Star Lord and Gamora being part of a band that makes sense. Okay, yeah, the I sense they were the be sense a train left yeah. a long time ago. Is that the tree? No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I just go by what makes the most. Now, are sense. they gonna have a better Star Lord than the one they had over in Hollywood Studios? Because he sucked. Oh, probably not. Yeah, no. Know. I mean, it's probably that guy. Yeah, it's probably the same guy. They have one Star Lord. <laughs> Hanging Promotion. on that Disney probably paycheck. Probably a listener, and you just insulted him. <sighs> Very handsome man. He just wasn't Chris Pratt. So, but anyway, sorry Star for yelling Lord at you. Headers. So, <laughs> okay. all right. Well, that is going to do it for our show for this week, folks. We hope you enjoyed it, and we'll be back with you again next Tuesday with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, and remember. Uh, stay out of the damn lakes. I almost forgot my tagline was. Bye. <laughs> 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 <laughs>